0: that one of the things that makes me feel oldest in the universe, and of course I feel very old looking at the internet all day, all these children running around on my lawn, it would be that there is a very popular rapper, so popular in fact that he has his own signature McDonald's meal, whose rap name, not real name, whose rap name is Travis Scott. What is, what is what is going on with the kids? Is it all the, is it the scissor up? Is it the TikToks? Their brains not not an MC, not not a not a young, not a not a no no not, not a sir nothing? Just some just like hi, I am I'm, I'm I'm not even MC Travis Scott. I'm just Travis Scott. What what in the world is going on? I mean, if, is it all is it just is it the draining of hope for the future? Is that the idea that, like, why would I even bother coming up with a, with a hip-hop persona when there's no point to anything? Is that the idea? Don't get it. One of the many things I don't get. Uh, hey, guys. Are you ready for some hand egg? Sunday party. It's hand egg time, guys. Remember when people would say hand egg? Remember Reddit? Remember bacon? They'd say hand egg and sports ball. Those are the days. Now you can. You only hear those things ironically. Making fun of people who haven't said that uh, in, in 10 years and half of whom are probably dead of COVID. Man, what's wrong with Tom Brady that he's still playing in Tampa Bay, of all places? What's wrong with his brain? I mean, obviously, he's a quarterback. There's probably a significant amount wrong with his brain. But, I mean, Brady has got to be one of the most blessed quarterbacks ever in terms of that. I mean, how many? they basically made it illegal to hit him. How many concussions has Brady even had in his career compared to even the average quarterback, who, of course, are some of the least uh, uh, concussed players on a football field? So his brain's probably relatively intact, and yet he's still at 41 with seven Super Bowls. Uh, He's got to go win one with the fucking Bucks. Hole in his soul, man. Hole in his motherfucking soul. (laughs) No, Aaron Rodgers will never win the World Series again. All-time top five quarterback, and he won't win more than one. That's too bad. I want him to win one just so that he can definitively be proven as better than Favre. And the thing is, Brett Favre was my quarterback as a child. I have deep, deep emotional associations with him that I could never put on to Rodgers, who showed up when I was older, and when I'd actually kind of stopped caring about football that much. Uh, but I gotta recognize reality. I can't become one of these people who's totally, his brain is deformed by nostalgia. Rodgers is way better than Favre ever was, and I would like him to get one more world, one more Super Bowl than that fucker. It's just such a shame that his best years were wasted by that that overgrown plus sized todd- child toddler model, that Ashbash gosh bagosh cover boy, Mike McCarthy. Goddamn Uh Uh, so today I wanted to start talking about um, something people are freaking out about a little bit that Favre said today. They were talking about the guy in Portland who got shot by the cops after killing the Patriot Prayer guy. The guy who I think there's a relatively strong circumstantial case was probably some sort of confidential informant with the police and either was like put up to shooting him by the cops or maybe like a Tamerlane Sarnayev thing kind of got too into his role that he was supposed to be playing. Because he very, very suspiciously had totally apolitical social media until like three months ago. And then he got a BLM tattoo on his neck like two days before he shot the guy. Very eyebrow raising, as I like to say. Like, I, I don't like to say any of this stuff happened because it leads you down a rabbit hole. I like to say, my eyebrow is cocked. So he's talking about this guy getting shot, and he says, uh, you know, there has to be retribution. He was a bad guy, he was nasty. And people are going, oh my God, oh my fucking God. Uh, he's admitting that they he basically put a hit out on this guy, that he said, go kill this guy, because he shot one of my beloved, uh, my beautiful voters, my beautiful land voters. And I understand that that's a way to read that quote, but I honestly don't think that that's the correct read, at least from my experience with Trump. And you can tell me if you disagree, but Trump's presidency has been absolutely... One of a kind in that he experiences being president as the act of watching himself be president. Not to be president. He does not think of himself. He does not conceive of himself as president. The way that those guys who clawed and scraped their way up the political mud hill to get to the top and killed everybody, stabbed their mother to do it. Guys who shed any soul they had in the pursuit of this office, which is basically all of them. They got there so that they could embody that power, so that they could feel like they're on the, their hands are on the fucking wheel. Which, of course, is a joke, because it, is, it isn't really. Like, Bill Clinton found out himself. You, you mean to tell me my presidency is in the hands of a bunch of bond traders? That's what he said. When he found out, no, they're not going uh, to let you do any, uh, anything other than deregulate and cut taxes. And balance the budget if you have time. Trump does not think of himself as having power, because all he really cares about is what the media thinks of him, and even as president, he doesn't have total power over that. So he does not consider himself in power, because he gets to watch people be critical of him. That's not power. So he, he, And that's why, by the way, he is beloved by his base, because that's how save view the world. These are, I mean, the people who've elected him are people who just watch TV all day, or they're on Facebook, but mostly TV. Uh, and they... They want a president who, who 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 vibes on that level, but what what I but one of the consequences of that is that I just have a very hard time imagining him giving a calling up uh, uh, the U.S. Marshal Service and saying, "Yeah, I'm going to need Raylan Givens to shoot this guy. Bang bang, he killed one of my guys. He killed one of my precious guys. One of my voters. You could say that likely. I think much more likely is." Uh, either because the cops were very angry at, at this guy for killing a fellow uh, white supremacist, or he was an op and had to be killed to prevent an investigation of the case, which would reveal certain things, and I think that's just as plausible, if not more so. He saw it and he goes, good. He just you gotta do it. Way to go, guys. He's talking to the TV. He's like, way to go get him. And I think that that reality is key to why he might actually fucking win re-election. Obviously, a big part of it will just be good old-fashioned uh, uh, voter suppression, voter theft, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, vote vote fraud on the part of, like, the people administering the vote, as opposed to the poor schmucks who get accused of it, who never actually do it and have no ability to. You know, like, the Brian Kemp Georgia uh, governor race playbook. So we're going to have that. But even with that, you're going to need him to retain a substantial number of voters who did not vote for him in 2016 with the brains, like the lizard brain that recognized him as one of their own and wanted to elevate him as like the king of the lizards. Like, has a, had a relatively like, uh, 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 distanced, like a relative detachment from politics. They were not ready. They were not just sitting there waiting for someone to imprint on their brain and take over the role of Jesus Christ for them, which is what happened to his base. But his base would never have been enough to elect him, even in 20, 2016. He needed people who were willing to take a chance on him, people who just vote for Republicans in general, even if they don't like Trump in particular. And his performance in the last four years should, by any logical stretch, make all those people vote against him, or at the very least not show up for him, and tip the balance for even a, gener- a senile walking abomination like Biden, who, hey, you know, you know, hey, He's not got it on the ball, but these guys fucked up so bad, and presumably somebody at Biden's White House will know what they're doing. And I think one of the reasons that that might not happen, and you might see an unprecedented number of people vote for a president, uh, reelect a president during like one of the single worst uh, material conditions relative to when they took office that has ever existed. No one has gone, no one has gone farther down in every category, economic, public health of uh, uh, street violence, like a sense, sense of, 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 expl- of burning the entire West Coast on fire. I mean, a failure to deal with any of these things, and a, more importantly, as I said, a failure to deal with any of these crises. First to help manufacture them, and then to fail to deal with them in any way. No one has ever had that in one. I mean, hell, very few have even had that, period. But none have ever had that in one. 2004? Are you fucking kidding me? What are you talking about? That's insane. 9-11 changes the entire thing there. 9-11 changed, redefined that race, redefined that presidency. I mean, hell, there's a world where 9-11 doesn't happen, with Bush, but Bush won, 9-11 still doesn't happen. I mean, if he didn't do it, obviously, or he tried to do it and bungled it. Uh, one of the big reasons I think they'd fuck it up is because they'd have Halliburton do it for like $500 billion, and they'd end up just like putting an M-80 down the toilet at uh, the fucking like, Pentagon or something. But say there's no 9-11, Enron might have brought down Bush. Not just with the economic drop, but his, his incredibly close connection to that company. I mean, he flew around in the Enron jet during the campaign. He was, uh, um, Ken Lay had his fucking, was on his shortlist for energy secretary. It could have been a big deal. But anyway, this is unprecedented. And the reason it doesn't happen is because most people are not psychologically dedicated, have not subsumed their very like, self and their ambitions and their wants and dreams and their autonomy to a figure on television like Trump when they deal with politics. Now, that's the way everyone will eventually... Remember, these people are the leading indicator. That Trumpian identification, that is the only thing that's left for us now. Because politics stopped meaning anything a long time ago, but it became more and more important to people as things got worse. So things get worse and worse because politics is lost. Like, it's the market. The market does it. Politics is just where you argue about it and feel bad about it. So of course it's going to have to get more and more personal. And so that Trumpian like fixation where there's nothing he can do that's wrong and no material condition can change your opinion of him because you are already seeing things from his point of view. That's identical. There's no difference. The way he justifies himself, you instantly do it yourself. He doesn't have to convince you. You already have made the leap. And that's the way we're going, but we're not there yet. At least I thought we weren't there yet. And I honestly thought we weren't there to elect Trump in 2016. So this might be another reason to think he might win. But one of the things I think might get those people, those, those light Trump voters, is that they understand at a certain level that he's not in charge. But at least he is mad on their behalf, and at least he makes the people who are in charge, the two parties, the media, mad at him all the time. And that will provide enough of a basis to vote for him because they have lost any belief that anyone else could have done any differently. And that's the important thing, because you say, well, obviously, people aren't going to vote for Trump after what happened. But if they don't think the Democrats can do better, then why not have the guy who will theatrically channel their rage at the same people they hate? And they have every reason to hate these people. They have every reason to hate the Democratic Party. They have every reason to hate the media. So, kudos to him. If he gets that, if he does that, he will have performed something that no political figure in this country has ever even come close to. And it will be because he is a singular genius at being famous, which should tell you all you really need to know about what the political process actually is in this country at this point. What it actually represents. What, what levers it really touches which is why these liberals who are freaking out about Trump about how we need Biden to win just the the way it's a moral necessity. I mean, come on people. You really think that there's anything these people could do if they wanted to and they sure as shit don't want to. That doesn't mean we're doomed. It means that this process has played itself out and it the and our 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 the fate of humanity is the fate of hum, humans starting with the fate of uh Americans, which are sadly intertwined because we are the head of this dragon, is going to depend on us realizing that, that this game is over, this is an, that this puppet show is done. And of course, you can't take any liberal seriously, certainly not any of the ones who had any position in the media or in the party that led to the stampede to Biden. You can't let any of them get away with even pretending that they care if Trump gets reelected, because they willingly and intentionally helped fix an erase, or at least uh, rig it as much as they had to, to the benefit of someone who they knew was mentally incompetent for the job. Now, I'm not saying that means that they're irresponsible because, oh, you're going to put a bad like that in charge. No, it's that they knew he was a guy who wouldn't be able to run a real race against Trump. They were going to have to keep him in a closet the whole time. And they were still okay with it, which means they were okay with losing. Giving it to Bernie was worse than losing to Trump. Which means losing to Trump, by definition, can't be that bad. So they're full of shit. They're absolutely full of shit. I mean, the base morons, the ones whose, whose opinions are totally made by like MSNBC, they probably don't realize, they didn't realize that Biden was doomed. They thought Biden was the most elected, electable. But that's because they listened to those idiots. They listened to these people who made a choice to pick someone who was fucking... He could win, but my God, you are throwing it into doubt in a way you didn't have to. But he was the only choice left. He was the only card on the table. How many quotes has Biden has uh, come out from Obama, either leaked himself or leaked by close confidants, where he says, Biden doesn't have it. If there's one person who could fuck this up, it's Joe Biden. And he's the motherfucker who made the phone calls to make him the nominee. So every time he talks about how it's an existential threat... He can jack me off because he picked a guy who he knew in his heart didn't have the, the, the stamina to even run against Trump. A guy who ran against like a woman who is not beloved, certainly, Hillary Clinton, but one who is an unparalleled like dynamo of, of at least ambition. This guy is just waiting for the dinner bell at uh, the ho- nursing home to ring so he can get some fucking pudding. You think he can just run a real race against Trump when he can't even string three words together? And that's why he's going down in the polls. Maybe not enough to lose, but enough to make it way closer than by any rights it should be because people are like realistically thinking, okay, he's supposed to be the alternative to this horror, these dead bodies and this turmoil. But he's not even there. Oh, somebody's roasting corn right now in the neighborhood. Oh my god, that smells good. Ooh. Mm. I'm not doing an OnlyFans. No, I don't think anyone wants to see that. Thank you. I should do a grill stream soon. Um, I was thinking I might for my birthday later this month. I might, I might do the brisket, and I might do a grill stream not during eating it, but uh, but like maybe an hour's worth of you know tending it. My birthday is, I I, I would probably do it the weekend before, but yes, my birthday is debate night. So it's definitely, that debate is going to be an omen of something. (laughs) An omen of my next year, because it's either going to be the best crescent I've ever had if these two demented old men just jabber at one another and and start mentally regressing. Trump just thinks he's yelling at a... uh, He's like yelling at a... John McEnroe at Studios 50, uh, 54 about which one of them is going to get the hit on Stephanie Seymour. And Biden is is, is knife-fighting corn pop in the, in, the, in the trunk of a 57 Chevy. Yes, Libra. Libra. I actually know my whole chart now. I've got my chart. If anyone knows uh, the Zodiac, I'd be interested to hear your take. I am Libra Sun, Capricorn Moon, Leo Rising. Earth, wind, and fire, baby. Apparently, people keep saying I look like an insane uncle today, and i got to say, uh, insane uncle energy is stuff I love. You know, it's so funny you guys talking to me about this, and and how you, you uh, you know, these, a lot of young people listen to these streams, and really, like, they like... They like what they're hearing, and they find me like some sort of figure who's helped them like think their way through the world. I have younger cousins, and I would see them twice a year. So, uh, I would see them on the Christmas. I'd see them at our family reunion in the summer, all the way grown up, from little shavers. They're full-grown men now, because like I was like a, uh, like 12 when they were, I was like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm like not even 10 years older than, than these kids. And... Uh, And they're all libertarians. <laughs> I remember ex- trying to explain Vault Rawls's veil of ignorance to my cousin one time. It just, I guess like you, people really aren't ready to hear anything unless it comes from the internet now. Alright, so what's the deal with that? Uh, what do you mean, what about air? Libra is an air sign. Leo rising. People are saying OMG Leo rising. I don't know what that means. And someone said Capricorn moon awe, which is very cute, but I don't know what that means either. Oh God, I wanted to talk about cuties, so thank you for reminding me. Um, the cuties thing to me is awesome and hilarious. Because obviously it's hysteria, it's goofy, it's like this is... This is just some art it's a, it's an art movie from France it's like who even cares But the thing the now the 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 argument about it I think is fascinating because it really shows the degree to which people don't I don't think people really get this whole moment I don't think people get Q I don't think they get the appeal of Q I don't think they they get the appeal of like this whole nascent like, cultural, reactionary, uh, like, Trumpian moment because I've seen so many people yelling at these uh, conservatives for being, like, hypocritical uh, or for for being hysterical, like, talking, oh, this is just satanic panic anymore or, oh, but you guys, you guys are hypocrites. It really underestimates the degree to which they're clearly fucking with you. Now, obviously, some of them aren't. Like the base, the grandmas who, uh, and, and like the wine moms who now undergird the movement, the people who under- undergirded the first satanic panic aren't fucking with you. They're serious because everyone doesn't think there's going to be a future, which means they're fixated psychotically on their children and the preservation of their children's innocence because they know the world is just a giant grinding meat maw that's going to turn them into fucking Julian uh, Chuck, whatever that is. Cannibal sandwiches for everybody. That's life outside of the home. And they know that, and they're terrified of it, and it gets turned into this, this fixation on preserving youth and in innocence. But the way this took off, you don't think they're trying to fuck with all the people who've spent the last five years at least as the, as the sheriffs of popular culture, the, the self-appointed sheriffs of wokeness, going around and determining what's problematic, what needs to go, I mean, we just saw, I, We just watched. How many? Sh- how many shows had blackface episodes purged from the Royals uh, uh, in the last couple months? And of course, a lot of that is just ass-covering from corporations who are just trying to get people off their back. But it's in a context where people take the like the uh, uh, people take what they see in in. Um, in, in cinema, in, in culture, seriously as like a political vector and have decided that they're going to like make their political activism, at least in part, about shaping what appears on screen to promote wholesome things. Less, white, uh, less, less toxic masculinity, less racism, less centering of whiteness, more diversity from uh, people of other uh, oppressed uh, intersections. Uh, uh like basically an idea of of politics where everybody grows up and uh, as children grow up and they watch their screens they see a percentage of bad white male based entertainment and good p o c and w o c and i guess white women entertainment and although that changes depending on who 's on top and uh and, the mo- and whichever one wins, whichever one they see more of, is going to determine which politics they have. And you can say that that's simplistic, but I don't know any other way they understand how they think this stuff works to the degree that they have to put so much energy into shaping this stuff. Uh, and so, got to get rid of the bad things, uh, cancel hashtag whatever, and got to put out the good things. And now, these guys get to uh, get, me- get to say, so you guys wanted to get cancel everything for being racist, everything for being sexist, uh, uh, problematic, whatever, and it needs to go off TV, and I don't get to watch it. But this show with eleven-year-olds showing their asses to each other is okay. I mean, it's they've just it's a jujitsu move, and it's it's and it, and it taps into a real live wire of panic about the future of these of the, of this country's children uh, and about their like vulnerability. And now we're back, and it's like, hey, remember how you guys in the 90s said that, in the 80s said that it was hysterical to blame popular culture for uh, the way people uh, lived, that it's hysterical to, to blame violence in media for violence in real life, it's hysterical to blame sex in media for licentiousness in real life, and now you spent the last five years with Bell, Book, and Candle demanding that popular culture dem- uh, 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 meet certain political parameters in order to infect people's behavior, because otherwise, why does it matter? And now, the line you draw is pedophilia. And I gotta say, they got you. They got your asses. And I can see why people are mad and just stomping their hats like cartoon prospectors. They got your ass. And not to mention the fact that, I mean... We are in the Q world, we're in the Epstein world, and Epstein had a lot to do with this. Like, these things rise from material conditions. Like, the world's foremost uh, uh, child uh, procurer for the rich and famous kills himself in federal custody. That creates a context. This is not a blouse. It's a shirt. This is bigger. It's, it's, I've lost a little weight, so my older shirts, I realize now, are getting a little big. So it's like, this whole Cuties thing, it's like, it's the sowing, yay, or reap, sowing, yay, reaping, boo. And like, hey, maybe, maybe stop this bullshit. Maybe, maybe realize the only way to win is not to play and disengage from this hysterical fucking jerk them off. And of course, that won't happen, because everyone's captured by their emotional relationship to these arguments. But it would be nice if some people, like stuff like this, stuff like Jessica Krug, I really, the one girl whose name was like C.V. Haddad, did you see that? There was a woman at UW-Madison who claimed, to, she was Italian and she was claiming to be black. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry, you're about a hundred years too late for that one, honey. Uh, and her fake name was like C.V. Haddad, like, like C.V. Like she's in, she's trying to get a job as, as a, a wokeness a translator and her name is C.V. It's like, hi, I'm Resume Johnson. W.O.C. at large. Maybe it'd be nice, maybe it'd be nice if people were to do a little bit of soul-searching. Not going to happen. Not going to happen at all. Nope. It's just going to be an argument about what programs to watch. A bunch of people huddled around a television in a fucking uh, flooded Kroger, like with a little security camera TV with wires on, arguing about what to watch. That's politics. That's the entire argument. Why are people asking about the Dune worm? I thought the Dune trailer looked like shit. Why is everything gonna be so washed out? Why does all the technology have to look like Apple store shit? The armor was it's like the armor on those on the guards in the in the throne room in Return of The Last Jedi. <laughs> Only it's not as colorful. It doesn't even have that going for it. It's all washed out. There's no silks, there's no There's no flowing anything. There's no sense of empire. It's just this grim, like, capitalist realism. It's like the present, but with space worms. (sniffs) I'll see it, of course, because it's a fun story, and there's cool parts. i got to say, the design of the worm is pretty good. I like the idea that it's got, like, the baleen thing instead of teeth, which makes more sense, considering what it eats. But... The idea that it's all got to be so grim, and it's like, and so I, I, I said on Twitter, I said, this is, like, why is it so serious? And someone's like, would you rather have ye- weeden quips? And of course I don't want Whedon quips. I don't want soy banter. But that really is our only option, isn't it? It's weeden or Nolan for the end of time for, like, serious art. Uh, it's, we either get self-serious, like, uh, 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 ponderous, dull-colored, sepia-toned Nolan, or we get zippy, quippy uh, CGI uh, nothingness with awful soy banter. Those are our only options. That sucks. Michael Bay has been banished to fucking Netflix. At least he has some pop. I mean, that movie, The Six Underground, was terrible, but my God, I still think about that color palette. Can't think of the last movie I saw. If I'd seen that in the movie theater, I might have fucking gone blind. His movies are like the only big budget ones anymore with any color in them. Yeah, that's a good uh, point. It's like we have to be either be super serious or knowingly humorous. Like the only kind of humor is like, oh, wow, well, I guess that happened. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, wow. So we're doing this now. I think, I forgot who pointed this out. It might have been Will. Uh, but I thought this was a perfect distillation of that whole genre of film. Is that, I might have said this on the stream before, but I want, I'll just want to say it again. Is that, you know, as quality as art got leached out of filmmaking by money, as money replaced art, one of the things that had to go was characterization. Like it takes it's you're not going to spend money, you're not going to spend time trying to create realized characters. It's hard. It's not something you can throw money at the way you can throw it at effects. And so, how do you make a character compelling if they don't have any definition? Easy. You just make them the imagined audience. You just make the head character who you in your head imagine is watching the movie, which is a schlubby self-aware, soy-based man-animal. And then you have them act like that. So that's why it's all people in disbelief. So, oh, this is happening now? Because that's what you would say if you were in that position. Because that's the only way to create audience identification with the main characters, is if they just receive a reflection of themselves. Which is, of course, behind a lot of representation arguments as well. I'm sorry, it's like, yeah, there's one thing which is the real radical failure to distribute artistic power Along racial lines, by the accumulation of capital by white people, and that makes art monochromatic and bad. But there is an element of, of like, especially the way that uh, representation has been like pursued. Of course, by Hollywood. Like, they're not going to actually change that. They're not going to change who makes the movies. They're not going to redistribute that. Uh, it's going to be the same little club of, uh, of you know, of mostly white people who all know each other. They're not going to bring in new people. Uh, where are they going to come from? Uh, they're they're not in the social circle already. I mean, like it's already already a totally self-reproducing thing. Directors are now the sons of directors and, and the daughters of directors. Producers are the daughters and sons of producers. Kid, the, the actors are the son. fucking the boys, uh, and Lodge Forty Nine, two great show or no, uh, the boys is okay. Lodge Forty Nine is great, but both leading actors are somebody's fucking kid. Wyatt Russell is Kurt Russell's kid and Goldie Hawn's kid, and fucking uh, the little turd on Boys is uh, is Dennis Quaid's kid. Where are you going to bring in representation that way? What you can do is you can make the art look like people. And then what that ends up doing is as a way to pander to them. Now they don't have, have, oh, I don't actually have to write a character. They only have to represent somebody. And then they get to feel seen, and that fills in the emotional space where you used to have to fill it with art. You used to have to fill it with character creation. You used to have to fill it with nuance and and shading that made you care about the person. Now they either look like the audience member or they sound like them. And that does all the work for you. Overlord, I'm sorry. Aren't you... Isn't the argument supposed to be that we need to be aware of historical trauma, right? We have to be aware of historical racism and the, and the impact of historical racism, right? Am I wrong? Like, that is a main, a main argument of like about making art representational so that we can tell the stories of America that haven't been told. So that we can realize how unfair the current present moment is and how much there has to be redress, right? Like, that is part of the argument, right? I'm not wrong about that. If that's the case, having a, a black guy lead a squadron of paratroopers in World War II essentially says, yeah, yeah, no, race wasn't an issue in 1941 or 45 or whatever the fuck it was. You've done violence to history in a way that you have claimed not to want to do, the opposite of what you want to do. You watch Overlord if you're a young person? And remember, this has to be assumed. You have to assume always that the point of this is to change people's minds. Because that's the only way that it has a political valence, and it's not just an artistic question, is if, no, no, they see the good representation and some people feel better and it makes other people more politically awake, woke as it were. Some person who has got as good an education as the rest of us, which is not very good in history, oh yeah, no, there were World War II guys, black guys shooting zombies, cool. And I know it's like, oh, but there weren't really zombies either. But it's like, yes, but like, it's zombies in a World War II context. And the context of World War II was a segregated military. I have, I, I, if race is an issue in Overlord, it's not an issue enough to not have a guy with a unit of white people, which didn't happen. That's what I'm saying. I don't care if they, like, made a mention of race. There is a fundamental difference between a society like in terms of its advancement along racial lines where like, oh, there's some friction because the captain's black to the captain not ever being allowed to be black. There's a difference. And you are alighting it. And why? So that, can, so that people can see the character and if they're white, they fill in the gap of recognition with, oh, this is a black guy and I can feel, I can feel uh, uh, woke and I can feel uh, good about myself for identifying with this black character. You know what? I didn't even notice he was black. A little rush of self-righteousness. And then a black character, a black viewer can be like, hey, you know, and they understandably want to see that because it's so rare in, in, especially genre filmmaking. They're like, hey, there's a guy who has like, and that identification, that fills that space for them. But in both cases, it is cynical and it's unartistic. It does Violence of the art, it is a cynical attempt to skip a step in making a fucking piece of film, making a piece of art. And everyone's doing that all the time, but it's just such a glaring one, and more importantly to my mind, one that is pitched to people as virtue. And I say, that's gross. I don't like it. Uh, someone asked, was Watergate a coup? I, that's another one I don't... I, once again. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence there that, uh, that the Watergate burglary was botched, botched on purpose on behalf of the CIA. And the, there's a couple of theories as to why they would do that. There's one in the book called The Great Heroin Coup that claims that it was actually an internecine intelligence, uh, uh, t- intelligence agency battle about where uh, the CIA would be getting its heroin, whether from uh, the old French connection, from P- to Turkey to, uh, to Italy, to uh, Marseille, to the US, or from the Golden Triangle. Uh, but the less sort of lurid James Elroy uh, theory is that Nixon had, over the course of his presidency, cut out the entire national security establishment from foreign policy and the war in Vietnam. He ran the State Department and the Defense Department out of his office with Henry Kissinger. Uh, And that was, that's the kind of abrogation of powers that presidents just don't do. Uh, And at the very least, it certainly gave plenty of incentive to the CIA to see him uh, neutralized. because. There's supposed to be a structure here. Like, we're talking about the most awesome power on Earth, and it has to be, to some degree, horizontally uh, distributed, or else one guy is in charge, and that means that the institutional incentives that keep the thing moving get disrupted. Hell yeah, Secret Honor, great movie. I'm glad someone watched it. Why? I don't understand also why Travis Scott is called Cactus Jack. I'm sorry, but Cactus Jack was uh, Mick Foley's alter ego in the wrestling. It's, what the hell has that got to do with him? I have to watch Cloud Atlas again. Someone's asking about Cloud Atlas. I remember being very moved by its, by its tender heart and, uh, and absolute earnestness, but I think structurally it was a little inert. I did love the thing where everyone was cast over the generations with different makeup and stuff. That was so ballsy. Very few people would have the, have the chutzpah to do that. Yeah, apparently the Travis Scott meal—it's just—it's a barbe- its just a bacon, quarter pounder with barbecue sauce. I'm much more excited about the uh, ghost chili, wings at Popeyes. Thank you very much. If I'm gonna go, if I'm going to indulge in a uh, in a in a, speeded food. A, a a rapid a rapid comestible. It's gonna be, the ghost chili, wings at Popeyes. And McDonald's is also doing spicy nugs now soon, which of course will be interesting. By the way, I got to give a shout out to somebody. I I don't remember who it is. I'll have to go through my DMs. But a while ago, I was talking about how I really wanted a uh, gojuchang Korean pepper paste based dip for nuggets. And that most gojuchang you get is a little too thick for that. Somebody DM'd me and said, this is the stuff. And he gave me a link to this Korean squeeze tube. Product, and I said that's what you're looking for, and I got it, and it is holy crap! It's like CJ's, I think it's called. It's got like the consistency of ketchup, but like the rich deliciousness of Korean uh, red pepper paste. I don't. I'm a ketchup lover, as many know. i i I love ketchup. Uh, I'm a staunch ketchup on hot dogs, obviously, but ketchup on fucking uh, eggs, yes. Ketchup on macaroni and cheese, delightful. But man, I don't know. I might, I might be done with mac. If I can keep this stuff around, the problem is I have to like. I think I have to mail out for it. I don't think it's available locally. But if I could get that at a steady supply, I might get rid of ketchup. But since I can only get it irregularly, apparently, I will. Uh, I will also have ketchup. Stop, stop slamming ketchup. It's still good. Ketchup is overrated. That's absurd. That's like saying the Beatles are overrated. It doesn't make sense. Ketchup is like a, a a a a consuming concept on its own. You can take it or leave it, but you can't talk about its ratedness. I don't understand what's supposed to be wrong with ketchup on hot dogs. Why ketchup on hamburgers but not hot dogs? You're talking very similar profiles of flavor. I will not get the Popeyes fries. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Every time. Nope. This is not. Negotiable. Ketchup is for kids. So what? Kids like a lot of things that are delicious. Ice cream is for kids. Do you not eat ice cream? Smarty pants? Hell, hot dogs. You could You say ketchup's for kids. You know what? Hot dogs are for kids. Cut them up. The little kid eating them on the, come on. Get out of here. They're for adults too, damn it. Someone just said the most insane thing I've ever seen on, on this Twitch stream. Someone said, ketchup is good, but Heinz ketchup sucks. Sir, you have taken leave of your senses. Heinz is a absolutely perfect complexion, given what it's trying to be. It is the ideal ketchup. All other ketchup is a sad deformation. It is the form. Everything else is, is a uh, shadow on a wall. Last night, I heard somebody in the sink here having a backyard um, comedy show, and (laughs) I was listening to it, and you'd hear some amplified setup, clapping, wooing, and then some laughter, and then all of a sudden some guy just started yelling his head off, and I'm like, oh, snap. There's a heckler, and not just any heckler, a Mondo pissed off one, and what's so funny is the guy's yelling and yelling, and then when he stops... It's just over, as in all sounds ceased. I didn't hear. I don't even think they even said okay, bye. He literally ended the show. So somebody went hard, and I respect it. Hunts is not also good, sir. No, Hunts is bad. That's how you knew that. That's how you knew that the Republicans were death cult in two thousand four when they switched out all the Heinz ketchup for hunts at the RNC in New York, they gave themselves worse ketchup to own libs who weren't even there. Death cult. Oh, the, the Korean sauce, I, I think it's called CJ's. Like CJ's Bebop, Bebop sauce. I don't know where it's available. I had, to, I had to mail in, I had to get it from Amazon, I think. I couldn't find it anywhere else. They might have a website, I don't know. Tzatziki is really good. Tzatziki is underrated. But then again, lamb is underrated. I keep talking about food because I keep doing this these streams right before dinner, so I just keep getting hungry. <laughs> Somebody's bumping. Something's bumping back here. Halloupcart White Sox is very good too. We're just naming delicious, delicious, fucking sauces right now, and I'm imagining eating them all. Uh, oh man, I wish we had ketchup chips in the U.S. Che- ketchup chips and all dressed. It's honestly, we America is the snack capital of the world, right? Five million. We have so many chain restaurants. Europeans, all of them, are stunned. Like Australia has like three chains. They got McDonald's, Hungry Jacks, which is Burger King, and like probably some kangaroo-based place. They're blown away by how many we have, and yet we have the worst chips in the anglosphere. Except for when Lay's does the uh, does those like limited edition chips. Those are often amazing. To this day, they're uh, they did a biscuits and gravy chip that, in my mind, is still the best chip I've ever had. But it's gone. They did a Korean barbecue one that was really good. They did a Euro one. They did garlic fries. Oh, man, they were so good. But they're always limited time. Like, the, the regular options in America suck. We don't have all dressed. We don't have ketchup. I did not like the chicken fried, or our chicken fried steak. Someone's asked about chicken fried steak. I like chicken fried steak. It reminds me, though, that there was a chicken and waffles one that I thought was going to be good, but it was just all waffle, no chicken. Yeah, Lay's Tzatziki. Oh, it was so good. Lay's, they were so good. Oh. They did like a, a, a they did a Brazilian, like, uh, churrascaria steak chip. They just don't, they're not year-round. But no, all dressed. Yeah, no, we got the worst chips in the Anglosphere. I want all dressed, I don't want ketchup prawn? Give me the prawn. Apparently though, the one to get, according to Bill Oakley, and I trust him on all things comestible, is that there is a, in Spain, they have a jamon Iberico lace chip that is supposed to taste like their delicious charcuterie. And he says that it's the best chip. And if they pull that off, ah, my God. Most black-pilled Civil War general, uh, depending on how what you mean by that, it's got to be uh, Sherman, right? Because Sherman was there, like everybody else during the Civil War, one of the tragedies of the Civil War, and one of the things that made it so bloody, is that it was being play-acted by a bunch of Napoleonic cosplaying fancy lads. Guys with big plumes in their hair. Guys who were reenacting chivalric traditions from like uh, medieval England. Like pompous twats, like, uh, like Robert E. Lee, who thought it was more honorable to do a big Napoleonic charge into fucking uh, rifled bore uh, munitions, uh, and uh, Jeb Stewart, who, who wanted to count coup with uh, out out in the fields. Uh, Sherman the whole time said, "No, this is uh, this is a dirty business. We're we're trying to uh, win a political contest uh, at the least expense to our side, and you do that by extinguishing the opponent's will to fight." And he famously gave a speech at a commencement at some military thing afterwards uh, where he said uh, the, war is hell, the famous War is Hell speech where he goes uh, War is Hell that cannot be refined. Its glories are all moonshine. It is cruelty and you cannot refine it. And you could say that's, like, that's a step towards the horror of the coming like industrial slaughter. Of the 20th century, but it's still an advancement over because over the delusion of, of of that of that generation of uh, of antebellum uh, of military uh, pageant players. At least Sherman was like was going to apply that logic to a just cause. You know, and like that's the real reason that that's a progressive position is that if you ex- if you really accept war as awful in its own right and and irredeemable, then it can only be pursued for virtuous reasons, and you actually have to like interrogate what that means. Meanwhile, you got Robert E. Lee going, it is t- after Fredericksburg, after watching innocent people just getting butchered on a on a on a rocky outcropping because they're. Dumbass, musta- stupidly facial haired, incompetent general ordered them to go up a hill and they obeyed their fucking orders, get massacred. Well, he just got to sit there on a horse, and goes, It is good that war is so terrible, or we shall grow too fond of it. Yeah, you think it's terrible. You think it's terrible, you sick fuck. Well, Trump is definitely the most black-billed president in the same way in that he doesn't subscribe to any of the bullshit about the virtue of the country or the office. You don't think we kill people? You don't think we have killers? I'm dappling a little bit. It's coming through the trees. I'm dappling. Most tiresome film director, at this point, it's got to be Nolan. I'm sick of his shit. And depending on how Dune goes, I'll definitely put Villain Wave on that list. I liked uh, Sicario, but I haven't really enjoyed anything else. I didn't even finish the Blade Runner movie. All right, I think, guys, I'm going to pop back on, but i got to pop off for a second. I'm back, guys. I don't like to go too far lower than an hour, so I'm back. Molly was, or, oh, Molly was. Rival, I like too. I like more than some people, but his whole deal, I just—it's oppressive without really being uh, illuminating. had to break for the geico ad and and the cactus jack mcdonald's ad i've seen that like 50 times logging on to twitch because yes i do not have an account i do think that the uh the central metaphor of arrival there with the language like being three-dimensional i think that's kind of cool Fischio Doritos aren't bad. Wasn't a huge fan of Annihilation, I must admit. Didn't really get me. It's fucking nice out. Fucking nice out. Looking to smoke. I got loud. Can hit my line. I'm trying to smoke. I got loud. I hope I don't get dcci eyed for the music in the background. RIP, by the way, to, uh, to King Dave, young King Dave, taken too soon. I don't think he would have survived COVID anyway, so, but RIP nonetheless, he was a legend. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to say finally about the Q in Germany. Uh, It's going to happen, I think. It's going to happen more and more, and Trump specifically is going to be the face of it because the thing about Trump being this third-party president who stands away from the office and just kind of comments on his own presidency is that he can never be held responsible for anything in the minds of people. To them, he is always... uh, as aggrieved as they are, and it means that the people they hate, hate them, hate him. Like in Germany, I mean Germany, you want to talk about a country where like the political process is basically ground to, lost all pre, all pretense, how long have they had a unity government now? How long have they had the, the two main parties in coalition? How many years has it been? Angela Merkel has been... Uh, in office longer than like a number of dictators who we overthrow. Uh, There's no political spaces and if that happens you look for a hero outside of the system and Trump is he's the only figure in the world who is both to the size of the system in a way that could make him a credible like foil for it and in any realistic imaginative sense outside of it. so I think you're going to see more of that uh, as as coronavirus keeps just squeezing the life out of everybody uh, and the sense of possibility and uh, hope of any kind of future. He's going to be the deliverance that people seek. I don't know what I'm going to have for dinner now. I was trying to, I was halfway to talking myself into getting the Popeyes, but I probably won't now. not sure what though. I didn't really change my diet to lose weight, I honestly just stopped drinking as much and eating less. I mean, I ate out less, so uh, I ate less calories in general. I mean, I just was a very, I, I just went from like a wildly unhealthy diet and lifestyle to a slightly less unhealthy one. It's amazing what that does. Oh God, Trump said that we don't need to be in the Middle East, we're just there to protect Israel? That's the one thing you love to see about his whole presidency, is just shedding all of the pretense, which is the reason they hate him. Telling, Telling our troops that they're suckers. They're not supposed to know that because eventually those troops become generals and they have to think they're sacrificing for something. Like John Kelly believes in this country in a way that Trump won't. That's because he is a sucker. He let his son die in Iraq for no reason. But he's got to convince himself of that and he's also, he was in a position of very high power. That's true of the high members of the military as well. How do you react to them being disabused? How does your system function when the people in charge of those Organs of state are disabused in one way or another of of the of the ideological motivators that have kept them on a track. Trump isn't going to do anything about aliens because they, if there is, I don't know if there is aliens. Honestly, all this stuff that's come out in the last couple of years, it could all be viral marketing for some Mark Hoppus production that he put together with a, a, a uh, ambitious. Uh, like junior officer in like the Navy to be like, hey, you you know, if you can get me some documents or whatever, I don't know. Like Harry Reid is also, like Harry Reid is also friends with the guy who he got all that money for, that Rob Bigelow guy. You know, that could, that whole operation with Harry Reid funding that, it, it just could be pork barrel shit or money laundering. So I have no idea. That's another thing. Agnostic on the aliens. But the one thing I do know is that if there are aliens and there's proof of them that the U.S. government has, they did not tell Trump. I doubt they tell most presidents. Why would they? What would be the motivation? Why would you get that information into the hands of someone who legally can declassify anything? Did you know that? The president is not bound by any laws against the uh, releasing of classified documents. If the president decides to release it, it is declassified legally think they're going to give anything of importance to anyone that they don't have complete control over? Or at least trust his, uh, like, basic uh, conversational continence to not fucking spill the beans every five minutes? Get out of here. Get out of here. Faux F- out of here. Oh, it's Tom DeLonge, who's the UFA guy, right? Whatever. They're all the same guy in my mind. They're all the same kind of lanky kind had a doughy-faced guy with the same voice. Don't waste the time. I'm already knowing the voice inside my head. With you. Never like those guys. What's My Age Again is okay, I guess. Go pack. I didn't even watch. I mean, it's not on TV here. Not really a fan at this point, but I do like this hat. And it is, uh, it's heritage, not hate. Yeah, Travis Barker was the drummer. Moon landing happened. Shut up. The moon landing fucking happened. Bothering the fucking, like, what were they getting out of it? propaganda victory? It's not, like the, it's not like the Soviets were that close to landing on the moon themselves. I want to address one thing before I go, because it caught my eyes. Somebody said, it is strange that people assume that alien life would be more or less empathetic than ours. And I would say That I think there is, and I think Posada, the Posadists, talk about this, is that any civilizations, any any alien life form that achieved a civilizational complexity necessary to allow for interdimensional or interstellar travel, would, by definition, be communist. I think that's true, and as. We've talked about like there is a moral center to communism that is a, a decentered ego and a like a social sense of uh, of identity, let alone morality. That it stands to reason that they would be more benevolent than us, or else they wouldn't have made it that far. Oh man, I smell. Somebody's doing barbecue out here. I'm gonna die. Oh, man. It was corn, and now it's barbecue. Wow! Oh, oh, it smells good, too. I did not go Posadist. I would never go Posadist. That's one element that they talk about. How dare you? All right, guys. Done for today. Bye-bye.